Welcome, you're listening to a broadcast from Barnabas Foundation, your trusted partners for smart and powerful giving. Good morning, everyone, and thank you for joining us. My name is Kurt Nola, Director of Member Relations here at Barnabas Foundation, and joining me today is Cindy Reemersma, our Director of Gift Administration here. And uh, together, we've been here, I don't know, 30-some-odd years combined, I think, right? Isn't yeah, that? long time, Kurt, means we're old. Excellent. Well, thanks for joining me today. Our topic today is going to be giving from your IRA now and later. And so we're going to walk through some of the various gift advantages that you have as a donor to your favorite charities and how you can use your IRA to make those gifts. A uh, quick couple of housekeeping notes uh, very quickly. Um, if you have questions throughout today's broadcast, feel free to type them into the Q&A portion of uh, the Zoom session here that you see live. They'll come up on our screen and we'll address those questions as we're able to do so. And I also want to make you aware today's session is being recorded, which is wonderful because now you can share this uh, with friends or family that you feel like might benefit from the information we're sharing today. You'll be able to find this recording at barnabasfoundation.com slash interactive uh, next week after our marketing team finishes up with a few little edits that they do to these recordings. Um, so today's topic, Cindy, mm -hmm. giving from your IRA now and later, uh, let's just talk about the now for the moment. Okay. But uh, before we dive directly into that, can you share just a little bit overview on how giving from an IRA has evolved and a little bit of history behind it? Sure. So it really started back in 2006 with the Pension Protection Act from 2006, where the um, Congress allowed donors who are over 70 and a half, individuals over 70 and a half, to give directly to charity from their IRA, their individual individual retirement account without having to recognize that as income. So it started in 2009, and then it was really kind of back and forth, depending on kind of which way the wind was blowing every year, kind of the legislation was um, was um, being talked about. And finally, in 2015, they made this permanent. So now it's permanent going forward that you can, individuals can give directly from their IRAs to charity. Those were aggravating times when they would pass mm -hmm. that bill, and then they would make it retroactive. Yeah. It was always oh, rather aggravating. So glad yeah. they made it permanent. Fund. Yes, definitely. All right, let's start off right from the bat. Who's eligible to make these gifts? Sure, definitely. So it is um, individuals, as I said before, who have to be 70 and a half or older to make these distributions. And it needs to be distributed from a traditional IRA or a Roth IRA. If you happen to have a 401k plan, you need to convert that to an IRA before you could make those distributions. A couple other um, things are that you're limited to $100,000 per year. But if your spouse also happens to have a, an IRA and they're over 70 and a half, they would also be eligible to contribute up to $100,000 per year. The thing with, with this is that um, unlike other gifts to charity, because it's coming from your IRA and it's never been taxed before, these gifts are not eligible to receive a charitable deduction. Instead, you receive... Um, um, you're not required to pay income on that distribution. And then also the gifts must go directly to charity. It can't go to a donor advised fund like our stewards fund. It needs to go directly to the benefiting charity and also can't go to a private foundation too. So those are just a couple of eligibility items and some limitations as well. Mm -hmm. And so why would somebody want to do this? What are the benefits? Yeah, so it's really ideal for those individuals that do not itemize on their taxes. You know, starting, I think it is this year, 2023, the standard deduction for individuals is 27700 for, you know, for, excuse me, that's for a married couple. It's 13850 for individuals. So many people are not going to be itemizing on their tax return. So it's a 
bigger benefit for them to make that charitable giving directly from their IRA and reducing their income then. And so that's one of the, one of the main benefits to this, this provision. It's also a readily available source of cash. You don't have to sell any assets or liquidate anything mm -hmm. to make that gift to your favorite charities. And then also it lowers your RMD um, in the current year. So giving from your IRA can um, satisfy your required minimum distribution for that year. And then also because your IRA would be of, of a lesser value because you just you made contributions directly from that, future RMDs may potentially be less as well. And again, it's a tax-free gift to charity. So that is that's a huge benefit to gifting from, from your IRA right now. So uh, you met, you pointed out this is eligible for people 70 and a half. Mm -hmm. And I know one question that's come up several times with folks is my RMDs don't start till I'm 72. Mm -hmm. And actually with the new laws, I actually changed that to 73 and 75, right. I believe. But you can still do it if yes. you're 70 and a half. Yes. So even though you may not be required to take a minimum distribution right now, you can give from your IRA um, once you're 70 and a half. So if you're in that age demographic and you're writing a check annually to a charity, mm -hmm. And yet you're still getting your RMD or some distribution from your IRAs. You're actually missing out on a tax advantage here because you're having yep. to claim that income on your tax return, potentially paying taxes against mm -hmm. that income, and then only being able to deduct a portion of that gift based on the tax deductibility limits. Or if you're not even itemizing, right. you're not getting any deduction at you're all. You're not whatsoever. getting any, any tax benefit from making that gift. So yeah, it's really an, it's an exciting gift opportunity for many, many of our seniors. Great income avoidance tool mm -hmm. in, in the end is what it really is. Yep, Definitely, definitely. So if you're listening to this, if somebody's listening to this today and they're interested, what would be the next steps? Who, wh yeah. wh Where would they go? Right. So they're going to want to, first of all, contact their IRA administrator. They're the person that you're going to want to. And every IRA administrator is a little bit different on their procedures. Some IRA administrators will give individuals a checkbook to actually write the checks themselves. Others will need to have the um, name of the charity and the address and probably the EIN or tax ID of that charity as well might be a requirement. But contact your, your fund administrator. And the main thing you want to tell them is that you want to make a qualified charitable distribution from your IRA to charity. And then they'll be able to provide you with the documents that they need to be able to make that happen. Excellent. And just one reminder, if your assets, your retirement assets are still in a 401k or a 403b plan or something along those lines, you can't go direct from that. But what you can do is convert those assets to an IRA and then make those distributions that way. Yep, so correct. A one little nuance there that mm -hmm. you'd be yeah, nice yeah, if they got to be from an individual retirement account. Right. Be nice if Congress would ever fix that little yeah. mm -hmm. But they have made some changes and they just changed, made some changes effective here in January with they the Secure did. Act 2.0. How does that impact what we're talking about today? Yeah, so that, that was an exciting exciting legislation for us. And Secure Act 2.0 was enacted in, in January, and it did a lot of things to encourage retirement savings. And one of those things that it did was to allow individuals to not only make those distributions as outright gifts to charity, but allowed individuals to maybe set up a life income agreement. And a life income agreement, when you do that with a charity, you're making a gift, and in return for that, you receive a payment, a distribution from that initial gift for the remainder of your lifetime. Often these life income agreements are called charitable gift annuities or maybe a charitable remainder trust. So that was exciting. Now, the limitation on this is that um, it's $50,000 a year is what you could contribute to a life income agreement from your IRA. 
And another limitation is that it can only be done once. As of right now, this is a once in a lifetime provision. So um, some people have gotten into the weeds a little bit on it and you could do two gift annuities at $25,000 each um, in one year, but it's a $50,000 limitation once a year. It doesn't have to be 50,000. If you wanted to do a charitable gift annuity for 25,000, you could do that or 30,000, but it is a one-time gift of a, 50, 000, a maximum of $50,000. Also another detail is that again, similarly when you like when you give that IRA or QCD from your IRA to charity, you don't receive a charitable deduction. And also the payments that you receive from this gift annuity or, or charitable trust are going to be uh, ordinary income to you. So they're going to be taxes, ordinary income to you. Yep. So one-time opportunity to get mm -hmm. $50,000, put it into a CGA or a CRT um, and retain that income stream for their lifetime. There is, I will mention this, we've talked about this in the office a little bit. There is something we are waiting clarity on from the IRS. Um, right now, the QCD limit is $100,000 to go direct to the charity. We don't know, is this $50,000 limit in addition to or part of that $100,000? We're waiting for further clarity, um, yep. as usually is the case with these new bills. So if you have questions about this, yeah, we're here to help. Us. Feel free to contact us, and we're here to be of assistance with that or contact the organization that invited you to today's mm -hmm. broadcast. Um, so that's giving now, right? Mm -hmm. You can make some outright gifts. You can do some life income gifts. Mm -hmm. um, but what if folks aren't quite ready to do that, but they want to support charity later on when they have no longer have a need for their IRA when they've been called right, home, right. that final act of stewardship when they've gone home to the Lord. Um, what is it they can do later with their IRA? Yeah, so gifting from your IRA is probably the best gift to leave to charity and to name charity as the beneficiary of that retirement plan. And the main benefit of that is a, from a tax perspective. The charity receiving that gift will not be required to pay any tax on receiving that, that, that gift from your IRA. Whereas your heirs, anything that they receive from your IRA is going to be taxable income to them. In addition to that, I think it was in 2020, they added a provision where the heirs are required to take that money and, and draw down from that IRA over 10 years after you after you pass. So there's a time frame that they have to take that money from your IRA. Um, so again, giving it that money to charity just really makes it perfect sense. It's a great asset to give to charity. It's also very simple and that there's no complex asset that you'd have to sell to in order to benefit charity after your passing. It's just a cash distribution to those charities. And it's also super easy to set up. You know, when, when you want, if you, this is something that you want to do to benefit charity after your passing, there's, there's simple next steps that you need to do to make that happen. Excellent. So what are those next steps if somebody's interested, Cindy? Again, contacting that, that fund administrator who manages your IRA. Let them know that you want to name charity as a beneficiary of your IRA after you pass. It doesn't have to be 100%. You could leave a certain percentage to your heirs and another percentage to charity. And it could probably it could benefit multiple charities as well. So tell your IRA administrator what you'd like to do. And then again, you're going to have to provide them with the name and address of the charity and the tax ID. Also really important here, Kurt, we want to recommend that you let the charities know as well of what your intent is. So for a couple reasons, first of all, so that they have a clear understanding of what you'd like your gift to be used for. If there's a specific purpose, a specific 
specific mission that they have that you want your uh, estate fund to go to go to. Also, um, so that they know once you pass that they should contact um, the administrator as well to follow up so they can receive those funds. So really important to let that that charity know. And we highly recommend that you that you do that. Let them know of your intent. Excellent. And we did have a question come in. And just a reminder to anybody, if you have any additional questions as we're watching today, feel free to put them in the Q&A portion here and they'll come up on our screen and we'll address those questions. And the first one just came from an anonymous individual that asked if uh, they're not quite 70 and a half yet. Is there any advantages for them to doing this? Unfortunately, not right now. You don't, uh, but law doesn't allow for you until you reach the age of 70 and a half to make that gift direct to charity. Right. Now you can do it in the year in which you reach the age of 70 and a half. I mean, that's, that applies, but um, you, you can't make that qualified gift to charity right. until you yep. reach the you age of 70, 70 and a half. half. Yep. Yep. So just a quick summary of what we were talking about today from everything that I've heard you talk about, Cindy, if you're over 70 and a half, you can make direct gifts to charity, to your favorite charities, those gifts uh, from your IRA, those gifts will satisfy your uh, required minimum distributions. Um, they come out of your account tax-free, but it also reduces your ta that potential tax liability down the road for any distributions you take. And the charity gets a wonderful gift. And so you avoid the income, you avoid the tax, and it goes direct to charity and so forth. Um, there's a new opportunity to make a potential yeah. gift into a life income agreement, taking the money out of your out of your IRA and put it into uh, a life income agreement right. like a CGA, right. as we've mm -hmm. talked about, to provide an income stream for yourself. Um, it can only be for yourself or your spouse. Or your spouse that's one right. of the restrictions yep. on it. So yep. there's some nuances to these things. Mm -hmm. But that's something new that's evolving. That just came out last month. Yeah. We'll see how that continues to evolve with Congress. Right. And, and we're, we're happy, Kurt, to answer any of those questions. So if you're at all interested in funding a life income agreement with funds from your IRA, please contact us. We'd be happy to answer any questions you might have about that. Absolutely. And of course, the final opportunity is to make that last that last gift out of your IRA direct to charity after your passing um, provides for a great way to provide for a bequest or an estate gift to your favorite charities at the end of your life when you've been called home. And I see questions yeah. are coming in, which is fantastic. Great. So let's roll through through these. It, would it be beneficial to convert a 403B to an IRA? Is there is there ordinarily a cost involved? Um, yes, there's a benefit mm -hmm. to converting your yes. 403B to an IRA because that unlocks the potential for you to make these gifts to your favorite charities. Mm -hmm. um, is there a cost? Normally not. Typically not. I haven't seen. You may no, have a nuanced not. administrator, your 403B, that has a small admin charge, but it would not be substantial. Um, essentially, the assets in some IRA conversions can accept the assets over, but if they're unique to the 403B, it's going to be sold down to cash and cash distributed at that point. Yeah. Um, is there one time rule about the agreement or a gift? I thought I heard one time. Yes. So on that $50,000 gift opportunity that came out of the SECURE Act, it is a one time opportunity mm -hmm. up to $50,000 in the year in which you execute. Correct. So you can do less than 50,000, mm -hmm. but if you only do 20 this year, you can't do 30 next year. Yeah, that's it's a good point. Once yep. year, one year only yep. in the year in which you do it up to $50,000 one time. Mm -hmm. um, we'll see if they change the law in the future to allow for multiple steps of this, but at least we got this. We, we've been, the, the nonprofit community has been lobbying this for this for yeah. years and years and years. Um, and at least we got this. We originally lobbying for four hundred thousand yeah. dollars, and we only got fifty. Mm -hmm. So you know, we'll take it and hope that there'll be further uh, uh, yeah. changes in the future. Um, can RMDs from annuities qualify? No, mm, no, that's that's annuities. That's not going to work. This right. is just it's for traditional. It's got to be a IRAs. traditional IRA. Yep. 
Um, mm-hmm. Similarly, the question above that too, the 401k is thrift savings government. Yeah, um, yeah again, our knowledge is it has to come from an individual retirement account. Right. It can be a Roth or a traditional, but it's got to be an, an individual retirement right. account. So in that case, that thrift savings 401k, if there's an opportunity for them to roll that out mm-hmm. because they've retired into an IRA, you would get that benefit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what is the benefit of the one-time gift to a CGA from your IRA? Uh, nothing. It's it's debatable. So, you know, that, in some yeah, ways. One of the thoughts that I had related to that, Kurt, is that it with a with a charitable gift annuity, that income is consistent. With your RMD, that income can fluctuate based True. on the market and how your how your IRA is going to perform. So that might be one option. Also, with the CGA, it spans it out over over your lifetime as well. And it's a guaranteed amount for the remainder of your lifetime. So those are a couple of the nuances, a couple of the differences in that, why right. it might be helpful. Absolutely. And that first question there too, I saw, do you have to wait to set up um, a charitable remainder gift? No, there is no age requirement in doing that. You can contact your IRA administrator, if I'm understanding that question correctly, at any time to list the charitable beneficiaries of your IRA. Absolutely. And so this gentleman, Gene, uh, turned 70 and a half in October. Does he have to wait till October to do this? I don't believe so. I believe it's long as it's in the same calendar year that you're mm-hmm. okay to do that. But I'm going to check into that, Gene, and just confirm that that is the rule, and I'll get back to you on that. Excellent. And we have a question here about, uh, they're an heir of an estate that has an IRA in it. Do I need to take the full amount of the IRA within 10-year period? Also, do I need to start taking the IRA annually, or can I wait until the 10-year deduction? So if you are not a spouse... Mm-hmm. A spouse can still stretch an IRA over a lifetime. I, I got to know that because my mom yeah. just passed last mm-hmm. month and I've been working on this with my dad. So they still have the opportunity to to pull stretch that IRA over their lifetime. Mm-hmm. As a non-spousal heir, you have to take it within 10 years. Right. But my reading of that is there you can all you don't have to take it in equal installments. You right. can take it in differing amounts or in one lump sum at a but point. The full account has to be depleted by 10 years. Within 10 years. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And great we have questions. yeah, they are they're great questions. And we also we have a, a great um, group of attorneys that can help individuals talk through some of these questions and the planning issues that might be involved. If you've got a an IRA that you're you do want to benefit your heirs, but you don't want them to receive it over that 10 years, talk to, to our planners and they might have some other options, mm-hmm. charitable options, charitable trust that might be um beneficial to you and beneficial to your heirs that would allow them to receive that money over a longer time period. Absolutely. And Jim, uh, our executive director and I were just talking about this earlier today. When they made that law change two years ago, I think Mm -hmm. it was, where um, non-spousal heirs couldn't stretch that over their lifetime, it it creates a new planning opportunity whereby you can use charitable gift annuities or charitable trust as a means by which to restretch that over one's yeah. lifetime. So if you don't want to have your kids be burdened with taking the balance out of your IRA within a 10-year period of time, you can direct that asset into a charitable gift annuity or terminated trust and them as the beneficiary of that for their lifetime um, and still have a charitable gift go on to charity at the end of, the, of their children's lifetime. So lots of planning yeah. opportunities that you can do with this um, and lots of ideas that we can share. And if you have specific concerns, feel free to reach out to us and talk to us. And so one more question here, I'm going to read real quick while, uh, while we uh, just let me absorb this. Um, I reached the age where a minimum deduction is to be made from an IRA and the tithe is taken and given to the church. It would assist the person in not paying as much tax from the IRA taken. Correct. If you are an uh, if you're an itemizer, if you're not an itemizer and your income doesn't really push you beyond the, the, the limits of not being able to take advantage of the tax deduction, John, that's one question. But what you are saying here is by directing part of that 
distribution that you would normally take, you're removing it from your income and therefore uh, reducing your potential tax liability. Mm -hmm. So certainly, thank you again yeah. for the question, John. Yeah. Um, appreciate all the questions, all the interactivity. Yeah. As you can tell, sometimes there's questions with these types of gifts. We're here to help. That's mm -hmm. what our purpose is. That's why mm -hmm. the organizations that invited you today to join us, or if you were a direct invite from us, that's why we're here to serve and to be an assistance to you um, to provide that expertise. And so if you have any questions at all whatsoever, feel free to reach out to the representatives who invited you to today's broadcast or call us directly at 888-348-3040 and be sure to talk with Cindy or any member of our planning team and we'll get you to the right person so that we can assist you in, in whatever way. And as a reminder, today's broadcast was recorded, so it's something you can rewatch or if you want to share it with a loved one, family member, friend, uh, someone you think might benefit from it, feel free to share it. It'll be up next week, again, at barnabasfoundation.com slash interactive. Cindy, thanks for joining me today and sharing your knowledge on this. Um, and as always, it's a privilege to be an honor and service to you all in the mm -hmm. kingdom and just ask that you all have a wonderful and a blessed day. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to today's broadcast brought to you by Barnabas Foundation. To learn how you can give to your church and other favorite ministries in smart and powerful ways, visit www.barnabasfoundation.org.